Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, high-performance business coach, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, podcast host right here on Success Hackers. It's on Success Hackers that we are all about empowering you to take your business and entrepreneurial journey to a whole new level. We do that by interviewing some of the most talented and successful entrepreneurs on the planet and then having them share their success strategies and hacks with us so that we can start implementing those strategies in our businesses. For all you loyal Hacker Nation listeners, you know I love you guys. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the show, download the show, and subscribe to the show, and also spreading the word about Success Hackers on social media. It's because of you, our loyal Hacker Nation listeners, that we are now downloaded and listened to and impacting and empowering individuals and entrepreneurs in over 65 countries and growing. If for whatever crazy reason you haven't yet subscribed yet, Make sure to do that now so you don't miss any new episodes of Success Hackers. All you have to do is go to successhackers.net and then click subscribe. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about ready to chat with someone that has a ton of accolades, maybe more accolades than anybody else that's ever been on the show. He's also in the Hall of Fame, and he's going to share with us probably one of the most Key ingredients when developing and sustaining a successful business, which is the customer experience. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Shep Hyken. Shep, are you ready to rock? I am so ready to rock, and I don't know about all the accolades, but if I'm the guy that's had the most, oh, oh no, I'm just <laughs> kidding, just kidding, but hey, I'm ready to rock. Let's do it. All right. Shep Hyken is a customer experience expert and the chief amazement officer for Shepherd Presentations. He is a New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestselling author and has been inducted into the National Speakers Association Hall of Fame for Lifetime Achievement in the Speaking Profession. He has been featured in USA Today, Forbes, and the Huffington Post and appeared on Fox Business, the Today Show, and CBS. Shep works with companies and organizations who want to build loyal relationships with their customers and employees. Shep, welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you on the show. Well, great to be here. This is a great show. I love what you do. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. First of all, congrats on being inducted into the National Speakers Hall of Fame. So I'm curious, when you get inducted, do they like throw you a party? Do they send you a bunch of cash? Uh, what do they do? I wish. <laughs> I wish the cash part. No, it is a pretty big party. Uh, this was back actually in 2008, uh, whatever, how many years ago that was. You can do the math. And uh, New York City, about maybe 2,000 people at the dinner, black tie affair. Five of us got into the Hall of Fame. Uh, have you interviewed Jeffrey Gittimer yet? Not yet. Well, he was in, he was in my class, if you will. Uh, there were five of us, and uh, what a great place to do it, right there on Times Square. And it was an honor. Uh, I, I, didn't, I don't want to say I'm the Susan Lucci of the Speaker's <laughs> Hall of Fame. And for those that are way too young to remember Susan Lucci, I don't know how many times she was nominated for an Academy Award and just 
kept getting, you know, losing year after year. But I was nominated, I think, uh, 11 times before I finally got the nod. Well, you got the nod, my friend. Congratulations. That's that's a huge, huge accomplishment. So on behalf of everybody at Success Hackers and our Hacker Nation community, congrats on that. Thank you. Absolutely. So, Shep, I gave Hacker Nation a brief description of who you are, but would really love for you to share a little bit more about you and Shepard Presentations. Sure. Well, I have the self-proclaimed title of the Chief Amazement Officer here at Shepard Presentations. Started this company way back in the early 1980s, uh, and within probably, I, I wanted to be a professional speaker. I saw a couple of amazing speakers, Zig Ziglar and Tom Hopkins. Uh, they just blew me away. They made me feel like I can do anything. And I thought, yeah, I can do anything. I could even do that. And some of you may know, listening, who, who Zig Ziglar was. Uh, I sure. bought his, his uh, cassette tape course. And uh, <laughs> as for those, they had cassette tapes back then. That, that was new. That was new. It was, you know, there was the eight track and then cassettes. Uh, but <laughs> the uh, cassette tape, well, see you at the top, was all about goal setting. And I realized uh, within a matter of a very short period of time that this is what I wanted to do. Uh, I set goals to make my business work, but I also found out that I was very passionate about customer service. Probably even before they were really calling it customer service and it was really in vogue. But it's something that I had believed in all my life. Every job that I ever had, my goal was to make people happy and take care of them so that they'd want to keep doing business with me. And uh, that's, that's where it all started. And today, uh, 30 plus years later, uh, that's, you know, it's my passion. It's what I do. It's what I live for. Yeah. And I want to jump right into this because it sounds obvious, but without customers, you don't have a business. Customers are the lifeblood of any business. What's maybe one thing when you look at all the companies that are doing it right, what are they doing better than anybody else? What are they really strategizing around or what are they focusing on? Well, it's the first step to making a, a service culture happen, to becoming customer-focused, and that is to define what customer service is going to look like in your organization or in your company or in, even if you're a solo entrepreneur. Uh, we have a mantra here. That's what I call it, a simple one-sentence phrase. That's what a mantra is that is easily remembered and repeatable. And our mantra is only three words long. It's always be amazing. And we want to be amazing to our clients. We want to be amazing to the people that work here. And part of my job is to teach my clients to be amazing to their clients. Uh, Another example that's really clear uh, as far as this mantra goes, they call it actually a credo, is the Ritz-Carlton. Nine words long. We're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. One of the finest hotel chains in the country has a mantra that just basically says this is what we do and everybody can identify with it. So first and foremost, create the vision and make it easily uh, memorized, repeatable, and understandable. I love that. All right, Chef, we have a segment on the show called the light bulb or the aha moment here on Success Hackers. Okay. You have a obviously a thriving company. You've been written up in all the top publications. You've been featured in media outlets. You're the past president of the National Speakers Association, but I know that it always wasn't like this. Take us back to a time when maybe you were just starting out, maybe 30-plus years ago or whatever it was, and that you knew you were onto something special and you knew that you can make Shepard presentations not just an idea anymore, but an actual viable, successful business. you remember that moment? Well, I mean, I, I was probably so naive and young, I wasn't a 
afraid of anything. So I just said, I'm going to do this. And I just did it. And, and I will tell you, there were some defining moments that I think are important that I think are repeatable in many other businesses. So the people listening can pick up on this. Obviously, uh, the fear factor. There wasn't much. I just went forward. I had a mentor. I think that's important. His name was Bud Dietrich. He just passed away in the last couple of years in his 90s. Bud said to me, Shep, your job's not, and I was primarily a speaker at the time. He says, your job is not to go out and get the speech. I was, I'm sorry. He said, the job is not to do the speech. It's to get the speech. And that's my paraphrasing of, of a much bigger lesson. But I thought, wow, okay, I get now what I'm supposed to do five days a week for 40 hours. Writing the speech isn't included in that. Practicing the speech isn't included in that. But there was a big aha moment when somebody said, you need to write a book. It's the best business card you'll ever have. And this was a great idea. And I went out and I took my speech. I transcribed it. I turned it into a small manuscript. I added to it and it became a nice little 160, 170 page book, which I just rewrote. It's still one. It's my number one top seller of all the books I have. And this is what happened. I wrote that book and somebody said to me, you're going to make a million dollars on that book. And I said, yeah, that's what I planned. He says, no, no, you're thinking you're going to sell enough books to make a million dollars. This book will make you a million dollars without having to worry about the revenue from the book, the credibility that it brings. Uh, it's it's the best business card and brochure that you can give somebody. And you can now today, easier than ever before, you can take your thoughts, give it to an editor. They will make it look and feel and read well. And then you give it to a designer. They'll put it into a book. If you want to do it on Amazon and do it through CreateSpace, you don't even have to take inventory. And you'll buy books relatively inexpensive, be able to give them away. The best brochure and business card that you can possibly ever think of. We were just, or I was just fortunate enough the, just had a book come out with the same name as here, the podcast, Success Hackers, and it was me and nine other successful entrepreneurs who co-authored a book around business and entrepreneurship and, and also the wins and losses and all those things around entrepreneurship. And we were fortunate enough to hit a three-time bestseller list um, on Amazon. So to Shep's point is, and by the way, I also had someone help me write that we worked with a publisher who wasn't that expensive at all because I think when a lot of people think of publishing, it's like the big publishing houses, and you don't have to do that to Shep's point anymore. I mean, there's so many different ways to get your book, your message out to the world via a book. It's a it's a business card on steroids. When I bring my book, Success Hackers, now around to networking events or wherever I'm at, the first thing people ask me when I put it on the table is, what's that, and how did you do it? I think it's powerful. It's you know, and you, you mentioned you did it with other people, which is great because that splits up some of the responsibility. In your book, The Amazement Revolution, Seven Customer Service Strategies to Create an Amazing Customer and Employee Experience, you talked about something called the customer amazement. Yeah, customer amazement. First of all, we have to define amazement. And amazement isn't over the top, blow me away, this is the most incredible service I've ever had. There are times that any company will be able to deliver that. But the amazing companies and amazing people are consistently and predictably just a little bit better than average. And that means all the time. That's what consistently means. And it's very hard to sustain 
uh, a little better than average all the time without being purposeful and thinking about it. But the ones that do, nail it. And then, of course, when there's opportunities, when you overhear, uh, you know, I think about it, you're at a, you're at a restaurant, you're, you're with your wife or your husband, your spouse, your partner, or whomever, and, you, you know, and the server overhears you talking about how it's your 25th anniversary. And next thing you know, they're celebrating by bringing you a cake. That, surprise. There's an opportunity that went above and beyond. Or there's a moment of misery, a complaint, a problem. And the company says, well, we're going to step up and not only going to make it right, we're going to renew their confidence that they can count on us even when things are down. And, and once again, that's going above and beyond. You don't need to go above and beyond every day, day in and day out with everyday activity, just at those moments. But you do need to be above average all of the time. And to your point, just a couple weeks ago, I called up a restaurant that has been where I live in Chicago. It's a pretty well-known restaurant, and it takes a while to get in. And the person taking the um, the reservation was like, by the way, is there anything that's going on special in your life? You know, most individuals, when you call, they don't ask that question. They just take down your name, your phone number, and the time. We'll see you Friday at 7 o'clock. This person, to your point, went above and beyond and said, is there anything special? And I said, by the way, you know, it's our anniversary. Well, a lot of times, you know, you'll go to the restaurant and maybe they'll forget or miscommunication or whatever happened and nothing ever transpires. This restaurant remembered that. The server, as I went to the bathroom, pulled me inside and said, just to confirm, there's your, your anniversaries tonight, right? And I said, yes. Sure enough, as soon as our meal was over with, they brought a little happy anniversary. They wrote it in like chocolate around the plate. And to your point, it's the little things that make all the difference. And I'm not one to write reviews, for example, on Yelp. The first thing I did when I went home is I wrote a review on Yelp and you know, there was the customer experience that you're talking about. So when you talk about customer amazement, is that what you're talking about? That, that's exactly the point. I mean, and that is, you would say that was a little above and beyond, but here's what's really cool. This is part of their system. They recognize, hey, every time somebody calls for a reservation, we should ask, what's the occasion? And they'll, that, that guest might say, I'm taking a colleague out for business meeting. Okay, well, now you know what that's about. I'm taking my wife or my husband for an anniversary. It's my kid's birthday. And I love it when they do that. So you may think it's above and beyond. What's really cool is for them, that's just the way they do business. All right, Shep, we're going to get into a subject that a lot of people don't necessarily like to talk about, but I think it's the cornerstone of all successful entrepreneurs. It's what we call a fail-forward stage. So can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? Sure. Uh, I, so you're going to have me talk about my failures? Do I have to take <laughs> off my clothes in front of everybody? <laughs> no, no. Good thing it's just audio because we, yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> all right, Shep. I believe that all high performers and successful individuals look at failure maybe a little bit differently than most people. They use failure as feedback and course correction. Take us to a time when you failed, maybe even almost wanted to give up, whether that was with uh, with your customer service company and your experience with Shepherd Presentations, whether it was through speaking, whatever it was that you want to talk about, take us back to that one specific moment wow. where you did fail. You maybe wanted to give up, but you used that as fuel to your success fire. So, gosh, you know, I, I'm a pretty lucky guy. I mean, I don't, I'm a very optimistic person. So, you know, failure to me on a, a, you know, is like, okay, I screwed that sales call up. I didn't say what I wanted to say. I didn't follow up properly. So what? I lost the client. 
But there was one time, and I've actually talked a little bit about this because somebody asked a similar question, and I'll share with you what happened. I just finished a speech for a major organization. There were about 8,000 people in the uh, audience. Uh, I was flying back, and I'll never forget this. It was in New Orleans, and this was at a time uh, way back. I won't tell you the name of the airline, but their initials were TWA. Oh, there you go. I just blew it, didn't I? No, TWA is not here anymore. And this was also at a time when there was a smoking section on the airplane. So this was probably in the, I'm going to say, mid to late 1990s. So I just finished doing this speech for this international association, people flying in. I was the closing speaker. By the way, I was right behind Deepak Chopra. That's a tough guy to follow. That's a tough he goes on for an hour. My job is to, you know, he's real serious, and I have a little bit of fun in my speech, so maybe it was just a, a way to bring him up high. So I go to the airport, and I go to uh, get on the plane, and the guy looks at my boarding pass, and he says, you know what, we had to give this seat to someone else so that people could sit together. And I said, Oh, really? I mean, I really wanted that was a seat that I actually wanted. I purposely asked for that seat when I booked my reservation. And they gave me a middle seat in the back in the smoking section to make up for me giving up the seat that I asked. Well, needless to say, I was not a happy camper. And it's probably the one of the few times I don't think I screamed at the guy, but I was definitely mad. I was angry. I was saying things I probably shouldn't have said. No, no curse words, but I was just really giving the guy a really hard time. And he said, sir, you're either going to stay here, you're going to get on the plane, but I'm not taking this anymore. And I said, fine, I'll take it. And I knew I was going to be unhappy. And as I'm walking on the plane, some guy who overheard the conversation said, hey, man, aren't you that guy that we just watched about an hour and a half ago? I went, oh, no. Mm. I was. It was the most incongruent behavior I, I, I think I've ever demonstrated. It was so opposite of who is you know who I am. And at that moment, I wanted to crawl into a hole because I realized I wasn't even walking my own talk. Mm. And uh, it was a wake up call. And hey, I admit I'm not going to be. I'm not. I, I mean, I'm not passive. You know, if if I feel that I'm being wronged, I will step up. But I will make sure I do it in a format and a way that doesn't provide anybody any public humiliation, especially me, but definitely not the person that I'm trying to do business with. I think that I just needed to be aware that, hey, if I, I first of all, I love what I talk about. I'm passionate about it. I believe in it. And if that's the case, I need to be that guy. Um, I can't be two-faced. I can't be the, the great guy on stage and the jerk off stage. That's just not me. And I think I was caught. And uh, so I, I came up with the line, you know, there's an old saying that says, dance like nobody's watching. I think uh, in public, act like somebody is. <laughs> oh, I love that. One of the things is, you know, you lead by example. I never ask anybody here to do anything that I wouldn't do myself, that I haven't done myself. Uh, granted, they may be better at it than I am, which is why I've hired them to do it, but I have to understand it anyway. I want to be that person that when uh, people look at me, they go, you know what, that's how I want to be. That's, I mean, when I'm talking about customer service, I want people to say, I want to deliver customer service like Shep does. You don't need a title to be a leader when it comes to customer service or customer experience. You be so good that others say, I want to be around that guy. I want to be like that guy. I want to do business with that guy. That's what I want to be is that guy. And if it's a woman, then it's that gal. All right, Shep, as you know, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help them grow themselves and their business. So what's two actionable steps our listeners can take like right after the show 
in order for them to start creating a customer-focused organization, whether they're a solopreneur like you mentioned earlier or whether they have a team? What's two actionable things they can start immediately? Wow. So uh, actually, I'm going to give you three because I already mentioned one and I just want to reiterate it. Define what service looks like in a one-word sentence. You know, whether it be we're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen at the Ritz. Uh, always be amazing if you're my company. You know, so come up with your line. Okay, but now let's do two things. Number one, I want you to create what's called a journey map. And that is, what is the typical journey that your customer takes when they do business with you? From the very moment they even know about you to when they call in or, you know, you visit them on a sales call, whatever it is, all the way till when they say, okay, let's do business, then they receive their product, or, you know, and then you may even send a thank you note. What does that whole journey look like? I want to know what every single touch point is along the way. And I want to know behind the scenes, is there anything that drives those touch points? So think about this. Uh, if you're an airline, you have to, and you have a passenger, they make a reservation, they check in at the curb on the way into the airport, then they go to the ticket counter, then they go to the gate, then they're greeted by the flight attendant. There's lots of these major touch points. Behind the scenes, there's impact points. You know, I checked my bag at the curb. Three hours later, it, it was at the baggage carousel at my destination. A lot had to happen behind the scenes. Everybody needs to map out that journey what's happening on the front line and what's happening behind the scenes. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I want, if it's even if it's a solo entrepreneur, once a week I want you to write down when you've created a great experience for either your customer or somebody you work with if you have internal customers and you're in a larger company that might have several employees or several hundred or several thousand or more employees. So here's what happens. You write this down. When did I create this moment of magic? And it could be something as small as, you know what, somebody emailed me and I returned the email within 20 minutes and they went, wow, that's impressive. Or you could have really done an above and beyond type of thing. So I want you to start becoming aware of when you're creating these moments. Only do it once a week. And give yourself a deadline. Do it 5 o'clock on Friday. And you'll find yourself probably about 4.55 on Friday thinking about what you want to write down on this little index card. But then as you start to get used to this during the week, you'll say, hey, this is a moment of magic. I'll write this one down. So you become aware of the service that you provide. Also, look at what you, when you hear somebody go, wow, I'm impressed. Find out if that's something that you can operationalize. You, we earlier in this conversation, you were impressed with the person that asked you, what's the occasion when you were making the reservation? And then they followed up with, you know, the, the, the cake or whatever. Uh, that's just the way they do business. But somebody once said, hey, I'm going to start asking them what's the occasion. And they became, it, it became part of their system. So listen for the accolades that you get from your customers and figure out how to systematize it. So those are that's actually three things if you include my first. Wow, so many great nuggets. That was huge. You got me fired up over here, Shep. I am. I get fired up thinking about it. <laughs> create a journey map. Create the actual map for your customer experience. Write down once a week what the actual moment of magic is that you are able to create for a customer. Anything as small as, like you said, I got back to someone within 15 minutes of a request or an email from a potential customer or a current customer, and then what you mentioned is, and then systematize the idea, which is incredible. Wow, talk about a lot of golden nuggets and success hacks. This is incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. 
All right, Shep, we are now going to enter what we call the randomness round. It's kind of like putting <laughs> you on the Success Hackers version of the hot seat. Okay. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, All right. Shep Hyken, are you ready for the randomness round? I'm ready just thinking about it. I'm sitting down here. I'm waiting. Hit me hard. Best advice you've ever received. Well, I already mentioned it. My my mentor, Bud Dietrich, said the job isn't doing the speech, it's getting the speech. And and think about that. Many people have a product to sell. It's about selling it, not actually having a product. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? I get up early in the morning and I work out before work. And that workout could be in the gym. It could be playing ice hockey with my buddies. It's something that gets my blood going and I am ready to go when I come to work. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? I would uh, I would invest in Apple. Me you no, both. I think honestly, uh, if I have to look back honestly, or, uh, to, to answer your question more directly, uh, the internet was not available to me back then. If I had the tools back then that I have today, I would be five times further along than I am right now. What's the one trait, Shep, that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? Persistence. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? Um, I play guitar. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? The first book that I read that completely made me feel like I wanted to talk about customer service was a book titled Moments of Truth by Jan Carlson. Um, I had read an article about it. When he came out with a book, it was like, this is it. I'm going to devote everything I do in my business to uh, helping people create a better customer service experience. If you can recommend one social media tool or service to Hacker Nation, what would that be? Oh, wow. Um, I think uh, Twitter. Shep, you are now officially off the randomness round. Hot seat. (laughs) Did I pass? You did pass, sir. You did really, really well. So this has been incredible. Thank you so much, Shep, for all these incredible stories and success hacks and strategies with our Hacker Nation community. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? Well, just go to hyken.com, H-Y-K-E-N.com. You'll find out all about my speaking business. Subscribe to my free newsletter. It's just an article. If you want to listen to my show, uh, similar to your show, I have Amazing Business Radio. And, you know, I'm going to bring you on that show. I think you'd be awesome uh, as a guest. I think you would be amazing as a guest. <laughs> and uh, check out it. If you go to Amazon and type in my name, you'll get my books. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. For this episode, show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Shep, along with some other really cool new resources that we have on the site. When you're on the site, don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss any new episodes here on Success Hackers. Remember, for all the listeners here on Success Hackers, Audible is giving away a free audiobook download with your 30-day free trial. Go to audible.com forward slash success hackers. That's one word, audibletrial.com forward slash success hackers. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hurry up, grab your 30-day free membership by going to audibletrial.com forward slash success hackers. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.